Hey guys, welcome to the Artist Notepad. We'll get into that bit a little bit in a, in a, in a little bit, but I just want to say before we kick on in, a little bit of language warning for this one. We have to quote the, the film and there is some swearing in the film and we do quote with the swear words. I do not bleep myself. It is not censored. So um, whew, pretty spicy if you ask me. Um, but uh, David, do you want to say a quick word before we, um, before we kick on into the old theme song? No? Uh, no, no, all good here. All right, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the f- enjoy the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk, it's not your fault. I'm David. And I'm Jack. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Tan and Chill, in which we are going to discuss Good Will Hunting, directed by Gus Van Sant, Mm. starring Matt Damon, Robin Williams, Ben Affleck, and Minnie Driver. But first, David, as always, how you doing, eh? Yeah, eh? I'm doing pretty good, eh? <laughs> hey, I'm from Southie, yeah. eh? Yeah, I'm from Boston, right? Eh? No, I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm doing, yeah. My my accent's a bit, accent game's a bit weak tonight, but yeah, Well, it's good because it, we, we, we're leveling each other in that regard. Like, I don't think either yeah, yeah. one of us has got a standout um, Boston <laughs> accent, to be honest. Something we've got to work on, but um, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm good. Being in home most of the time, spent some time exercising. Mm-hmm. The gym good. around my area is closed for obvious reasons, so I was just at the playground. Not just around your area, man. Everywhere. Everywhere. All in gyms. New South Wales. Except regional New South Wales. I think they're still doing pretty good. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But um, did some exercising, ate some food at home. It's good to have like people in the house there. Like my best mate's just next door. I told him we we're doing the pod, so he's just keeping quiet. Um, Legit? Yeah, man. Huh? Is that like, are you serious? Yeah, he's just, he's legit ne- next door right now as we're speaking. Oh, wait, wait. I thought you meant he lived next door, like in the next apartment. <laughs> no, no, no. He's in the room, like right, behind right, my right, room. Right, right. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Did you forget that you were doing the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't forget. Come on now. Come on. Did you actually forget? No, no, no. I wasn't. I was I was like um, watching the film, like the, yeah. I, I started to watch it a bit late. I forgot that it was two hours long. So I was like, oh, it should be okay. So I ate, watched the movie. But here I am. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? How are you doing, eh? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad at all. Um, I had a bit of a similar day, although I did manage to get outside. Um, I went to the shops and I did some Ooh. grocery shopping, not to brag Ooh. or anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, got a got some stuff for dinner and I, I made dinner this this, this evening. Um, we made butter chicken using this um, like a meal kit. It was pretty yeah. good, but it didn't really taste like butter chicken. That's the only thing. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was nice. Like I followed the instructions, um, which was satisfying. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't really taste like butter chicken by the end. But that's all good. Filled filled the <laughs> belly. Um, Amelia and I have started. You know, it's it's a spiral that we're on because we've we've gone from Shiraz to to gin. Um, 
Oh yeah. But it's okay. it's Shiraz Gin. It's this this brand called Four Pillars, and they've made this like Shiraz Gin. Shiraz like, Gin mix. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so been been having a little bit of that. So yeah, feeling feeling nice and bubbly, feeling ready to do a little little podcast on this fantastic movie. And David, we should probably not delay any more knowing our track record when it comes to reviewing movies. Obviously, there's there's not mm. an illustrious film guest with us tonight, unfortunately. So you guys will just have to deal with the outtakes from you and myself, David. But I, I think yeah. that maybe we, we have enough to say to keep these people on their toes. What do you reckon? Yeah, stay on your toes the whole time you're listening to the pod, okay, guys? Even if they get sore. on your toes. Yeah, be a ballerina just for an hour. And if, if if you have an injury or anything, I just want you to know ahead of time, it's not yeah. your fault. It's not, <laughs> it's your, not fault. your fault. Man, great film though, bro. Like, great I'm really keen film. to talk about it today. Like, Absolutely. I hadn't seen this in, like, years, but, um, yeah, let's just get right, right into it. Like, as always, if you have ready then did you want to give a little bit of a breakdown of what the situations are sure thing and um before we before we head into the film as usual just give a an obvious spoiler warning if you guys have not seen this film please go and watch it um it is a fantastic film go watch Um, it yeah david couldn't have said it better myself but watch it come (laughs) back and and listen to this so Goodwill Hunting, directed by Gus Van San. Cast is Matt Damon as... Uh, sorry. What? Yeah, Matt Damon as Will Hunting. Sorry, I, I, for a second I said Matt Damon and I thought of Ben Affleck. And I'm just like, Ben Affleck doesn't play Will Hunting. And he doesn't. Ben Affleck <laughs> plays Chucky. Ron Williams yeah, as Sean. Mini Driver as Skylar. Stellan Skarsberg as Gerard Lambeau. There's obviously some other actors and actresses as well. But this is the, uh, this is the primary cast right here. Um each one of them is just absolutely fantastic and props to Gus Van Sant. I haven't seen any of his other work. Um, I've heard of one of his other movies, Elephants, but I've never seen it. Um, so mm. I don't really have anything more to say about him. But in terms of, yeah, I, I think that this is Robin Williams' best film. I think this is um, Ben Affleck's best film. It's arguably Matt Damon's best film, but I wouldn't be as keen to put that down straight away because he's fantastic in other things as well. But I do think this yeah. is Beth, Ben Affleck's best film that I've seen. And for me, Robin, Robin Williams, this is, this is what... Really? Um, t- personally, this is what made me understand what the hype was about and maybe I'll, I'll talk a bit about that later have you seen um, have you seen jumanji yeah i have yeah <laughs> no i was just trying to be dumb okay I was just well trying to you say, succeeded like, that's the um that's, but- the, <laughs> that's the that's his best film now jumanji is a great film too it is but, it yeah. is it is um <laughs> but yeah the film came out in 1997 um as we discussed uh, a few years before i was born so sorry a few few years a few months before i was born um so there you go. Now you you guys all know I'm a I'm a youngin, but um I'm here to to give Young you some, some knowledge about what I think about this film. So David, opening thoughts. What did you think? Especially like revisiting this after some time. Um, how was your experience yeah. rewatching Goodwill Hunting? And maybe you can talk about when you first watched yeah. it as well. But like before I say that, Casey Affleck is in it too, and I didn't know he had um Ben Affleck had a brother who was outshadowed by him, but. <laughs> no, no, but oh man, like just going back into the film Goodwill Hunting. I think I first saw it when I was in high school, maybe year 10 or 11. So I was 16 or 17 years old. And now seeing it um, many years, not many years, but a few years later, like 
I forgot about a lot of the funny, quirky, kind of awkward, cringy to like heartwarming moments the film really holds in the two hours that it has. And everything just flooded back in. Like it was just like, it was just so good to sit back and just watch again. I remember just watching it where like on the opening scenes, like the first 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes or so, it seemed kind of cringy in a way like i was like wow this is what the film looked like or this is what the settings and like the characters how they interacted and i guess like how the story develops because like you want to yeah you have to yeah build upon something like you have to show the audience what these like what's gonna happen like who the main characters are and stuff and i just felt like yeah i don't know like a whole bunch of emotions there's a bit of joy there's a bit of like you know heartwarming scenes and also just um yeah i just felt um yeah just joy after leaving the film and like now we're talking about it right away but i felt like one thing if we're talking about the cast again like um before robin williams comes in i felt like he was the gluing piece for the whole story like he plays such a big part to um, the end result that we get um, from the main character, Will. But yeah, just I think the this I just watching it again just made me realize why it's one of my top top favorite movies. But yeah, that's me. Mm, How mm. about you? How long has it been since you've seen the film? Well, I didn't actually watch it that long ago for the first time. I always knew about yeah. this film, but I only actually watched this probably, I want to say maybe two years ago, maybe three. Um, so probably okay. about three years ago. So it's not like I've seen this um, ages ago. Um, and it's not like I've seen it heaps of times either. Rewatching it for this was my second time watching the film. So, um, right. but I knew I knew from the first time I watched that film that it was one of my favorite films. Even even though I'd never seen it again, like even when, on episode fifty, if you guys haven't checked that out yet, go on our, our YouTube, check out um, <laughs> our episode fifty. Which thanks to, once again to love, guys. Uh, Made by Who and Amelia for helping us out with that. But yeah. um, we talk about this film or we touch on it briefly and. Um, Straight away, as soon as you said it, I, you can see you can see my reaction. Like I, as soon as someone mentioned this film, I'm just like amazing film, and I've only seen it. Yeah. I'd only seen it once up until um, last night, which is when I rewatched it. But um, it, it's interesting you said that it's cringy because the only thing that I found cringy from the start was um, the fight scene. Like when they oh, when bro. they jump those guys because the the like action cinematography is Man. just so, sorry not cinematography the action um, uh, sequence or yeah yeah I, I can't remember the word sequence yeah um, was it's just so like it's like it's staring into the camera like <laughs> and it's just like but I think that's what I love about that scene as well that's, yeah no I so, like it too it's charming in a in a dated kind yeah. of way but um. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't actually find any of it apart from maybe that and as I said it's it's like cringe in a humorous way but I don't find any of it cringe because I think they do such a good job of representing that like that boyish bravado type of lifestyle like and they do such a good job of like creating such a strong reputation for these four guys um in such a short period of time and even within the group yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see like the hierarchy and you can see the different characters within the group you got like 
Um, Matt Damon, sorry. Yeah, Matt Damon. No, far out. Ben, why am I getting these guys confused? Ben, ben Affleck's character, who's like, completely he, he's like the too. cool guy. And then <laughs> Matt Damon's like the, the smart um, sort of like uh, hothead. And then you've yeah. got um, Casey Affleck's character who is sort of just the guy who gets made fun of, very impulsive and- The punching bag. Exactly. Like a bit- and then it's you've loyal. got um, <laughs> Cole Hauser, I think, who, who plays Billy. Cole Hauser, um, yeah, yeah. And Billy. he, he's kind of just like the super chill character. Um, we find out a bit later that he's a mechanic, and he just seems like a really like nice, down to earth guy, but very just sort of reserved and just like one of those cool cucumbers who you'd probably never become best mates with because he seems a little bit shallow, but he'd always be good yeah. to have around. You know what I mean? Um, he'll still be loyal. Like he's still exactly. loyal to the boys, but exactly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. He's it, it's the, just, when he's first. Yeah. Go, go. I was just going to say, it's just so cool the way that like that they, like I, I when we were watching, um, you know, we, we start with that scene of, of Ben Affleck's character walking up the stairs to Matt Damon's house and like that mm. strut that he's got. And I mean, we're just <laughs> like, cause she was watching it with me and she's just, she's just like, are you serious? Like, and I'm just like, yes, like this is how some people walk. And like, even the yeah, walk, man. like they, and the clothing and they were like wearing champion, which I enjoyed. Cause like champions yeah. now, like one of the biggest brands. Um, and it's always been a big brand, but like, it's it's just interesting to see like a movie sort of what 1997 um that's 24 years 23 years ago um yeah like still you know such a just i I don't know no 24 years ago yeah i was right um yeah i I just find that interesting like how it's it's represented there as well and you can just tell but like it's it's funny how something's never changed like the track suits and the the icebreakers and stuff the stuff that lads still wear these days they're still wearing in like the 90s um and i just i just love the way they depict this neighborhood and they depict these four and the way they strut around like they own the place like they do such a good job of representing that early manhood bravado that some young men um normally misguided men have like that that like bottomless amount of confidence um but uh, like with that underlying like self um self-consciousness as well like it's it's really really interesting and i just think they do such a great job of sort of creating these this chemistry between the four without much dialogue to create it you can just tell by their body language and their attitude and their walking and Mm. everything like it's just yeah i i I love Mm. it i love the introduction to the to these four guys no no like i think it transitions well but i think because it had been so long since i've seen it and like trying to see like i forgot most of the early parts of the film i just felt the sense of cringe but it's a mixture of like nostalgia too because ben affleck's swag in the film is like you mentioned that it's on point like i'm seeing how he's dressed at the first scene with with the tracksuit as you mentioned and like even later in the scenes when um where what is it he's walking down to um see will and then he just says um he the conversation he had prior with him he's just gone yeah he's he's gone to see the girl but um yeah even then i'm like yeah go ben (laughs) you you go with your swag (laughs) no but yeah um cool um i I also really i I like the way that and once again it's funny how every film we, we tend to to um talk about has like a a sort of 
uh, an exploration, even if it's a small one in this film, of class. Um, and like this film definitely does explore class. And, and it's got like this big sort of disparity between the MIT, the rich students and the sort of the poor yeah. sort of neighborhood boys from Southie, um, which you've got, yeah, obviously these four guys, but we also find out that um, Sean, played by Robin Williams, is, is he grew up in Southie as well. Um, and it, it's interesting, like, that that does play a role. So I just thought I'd point that out. Um, and that's definitely got a big part to play in the molding of um, of Will hunting, as well as the other four boy, uh, three boys, but... Um, I think especially Will, he really does embrace that. And, and we'll see that later on in the film when he talks about his plans for the future and um, Ben Affleck's response to that. It's, yeah, really interesting. But um, David, this film sort of goes along a path of introducing these guys and instantly showing that they're, they're the sort of guys who are going to get into a lot of trouble. They just want to have a good time. They're just chasing that... Um, yeah, just mm. chasing pleasure. Um, and we don't really s- see anything that indicates anything more to them until that first scene um, when when Matt Damon's character, Will Hunting, is in, in MIT sweeping the floors and mopping the floors. Um, and, I, and I love his sort of... I love what he does to sort of... Um, after Stellan Skarsberg's character puts the equation up on the board and he goes outside with a mop and he just like flicks some water at these two students um, at MIT looking at the board and they yeah, kind of yeah, look down yeah. and sort of walk away. And that's basically him yeah. get it, getting them out of the way so he can look at this equation. And that's the first mm. time we see anything more, any kind of depths to this character. And we see that he's not all that meets the eye. Like he's clearly... Um, well, we don't really know yet, really. We, we see him sort of look at it. His eyes are flickering across and um, he writes something down, but we don't know what he's done or anything until later on when we find out that he's completed this super hard equation that no one, none mm. of these um, like elite students could do at MIT. And he, the guy who seems to be the janitor there, um, manages to do it himself. Like <laughs> it's it's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy, and and it's our first time that we see anything more to this character other than just the um, impulsive thug who all we've seen from him so far is that he likes a beer and yeah. he likes to beat up like, people. Yeah, I think that's that's when you're first introduced that he's like gifted and he's kind of different to the crowd that he's hanging out with. Mm. I think like the biggest difference that we see throughout the film is that the paths or like the direction or the place that the three other lads that are with him, his, his, his homies are already kind of set. Like they mm. they belong in Boston. They, um, you know, they work hard, but like the jobs that they're working at is what is right for them. And like, that's their um, ceiling almost. Whereas for Matt Damon, it's like, we can see that he has much more potential. And then yeah. like we wrestle throughout the film with different characters and different challenges that come up, come upon um, the main character's way, Will's way. And we see how he um, travels with it, how the journey like develops his character, how he like, how he responds to it. And then we see the mm. character's flaws a lot. And I think, yeah, it's just um, the tempo. I think is really good. 
like we kind of see how he progresses on the surface really easily. We can see every emotion. We can see um, when he's starting to shift and when he's really uncomfortable. And I think that's what's really enjoyable enjoyable about the film as well. Like one of the aspects of it is yeah. that yeah, it's just really easy watch. We know exactly what's happening and what's going to happen next, I guess. But yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think the pacing is, is so good that we don't even realize that. I, I don't think um, uh, Robin Williams' character comes in until at least half an hour is gone in this film, which is really interesting mm-hmm. that one of these guys who, yeah, is, is the main character doesn't come in for for quite some time. And I, I just, I think that's quite interesting. But let's touch on something else that is a, a an ongoing theme, um, which both Amelia and I commented on at rewatching. I didn't realize the score for this film is Danny Elfman. Um, Danny Elfman, a very big um, composer within the film industry. Oh. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff, um, including uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Men in Black, um, I oh, think wow. he did. He's done some stuff with The Simpsons, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> Desperate Housewives. Jack's, favorite, Jack's second favorite film. <laughs> he's done um, <laughs> like some superior stuff. He's done Spider Man. He's done Hulk. I think he did Superman. Um, he's done Man. some Batman stuff. He's done a lot Good of guy. different different work, um, and he's he's very well known. He, he's been involved in the Scream movies, which obviously horror movies music is a huge part of that. Yeah, he he was composer in the the Batman the animated series, which is a, a huge TV show if if you're aware about that. But yeah, Batman Returns, yeah, like a lot of different stuff, a lot a lot of different stuff. Um, and so mm. he he is very well known, and he just is another element to this fantastic. Um, extended cast like the working cast as well as the the acting cast that are, that are included on this film and yeah I, I think the music is a lot more sophisticated than you'd expect from a film that sort of is exploring the sort of issues that are being explored in this film i i, I tend to with these kind of films yeah I, I in my experience i haven't really seen many original scores and normally it's just sort of um or obviously there's an original Mm. score but it's not really notable um there's a lot of needle drops as opposed to yeah really like um purpose-ridden pieces what what were your thoughts on the the score throughout this this film david i think in terms of the music it was like how i would say it's it's really subtle even though even though like from the opening scene or like for the what do you call it the the introduction to the film like the opening scenes which play the the main theme song for the track when i think yeah like the violins are playing and stuff like that it's like yeah it's just like really subtle but bright and um not super noticeable if i'm honest i'm just like mm. i just just being very fixed onto the story is what I could say for myself, yeah. Yeah, well, I would definitely I, I say that the the acting performances yeah. overshine um, the score. They, they, the music, w- yeah. When we were talking about um, Joker, for me, the score goes hand in hand with that film. For sure. Um, and if you took the score out, you would ha- be left with a far diminished product. Still a very interesting and good product, but it would not be great as, as I believe that film to be. Um, with this film, I agree with you that... Um, that if you took it away, it wouldn't necessarily 
take that much away from the film. In fact, some of the um, the most beautiful parts of the film are without any music behind yeah. it at all, and that's yeah. kind of what gives it its dramatic emphasis. But um, yeah, I do think at times, especially with the transitional scenes, it does provide, maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia as well, a nostalgic um, aspect to the film, which I found really pleasant. And I've been watching quite a few older movies recently um, with like the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise that I was mm. talking about in the last episode. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this period of sort of 90s was an interesting time in, in terms of art in general. Um, a lot of yeah. super diverse in terms of highs and lows um, and coming out of the 90s into the 2000s. Like the 2000s for me is when film, like there were very few films that I think came out in the early 2000s that are, or music or art in general that I, I think of as really notable. Um, and this sort of breaks that trend in the sense, not that it's in the early 2000s, but it's getting quite close to it and still is really really mm. promising and well not promising it fulfills its promises it's really really good um so yeah, yeah I, I there is something about the music and maybe it is just that nostalgic element that um that i really do appreciate yeah, yeah. i think it's a it does a it's a good job if it doesn't stand out too much do you know what i mean yeah i get you i get you like in some like you mentioned joker and that's definitely that works well with the scene but i think if you like for me, I was just um, captured by the emotions and the like, just the acting itself. That the music just played a supporting role, but it's very in the back. Like I switched off my engineering hat or the musical hearing hat, and I just, yeah, just got just dove like dive in, dive, <laughs> dive, <laughs> can't even speak deep dived into the film. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. But let's let's start talking about some of the the best character moments and the moments in the film in general. I, I think that one of the awesome moments is the first time that we see what Will is really capable of, and that's in the bar. Um, and ironically, it's to put a little like brat in his place um, and to impress some mm. girls at the same time, um, which he very like coolly plays off as if he wasn't doing it to impress them, but clearly that was part of it. And that's um, and I, thinking back on this, I, I find this this moment really interesting because we see um, the boys walk into a, a bar, which is clearly one of their sort of... Oh, no, no, this is when they go to the MIT bar, isn't it? Um, and basically... No, no, they go to... So they go to the Harvard bar because like, I think one of the homies are like, we should check out this Harvard bar. bar right it's, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right yeah. yeah yeah it's like and then they go in and they're like oh this is what a Harvard bar looks like and then and they go in I with think, like the intention uh, yeah. of sort of stirring stirring it up a little bit which yeah <laughs> just messing messing around with the like a new location yeah and like just just going looking for a brawl or a fight or whatever yeah just have a fun night like what their definition of a fun night is and then ben affleck's character chucky Mm. sees two girls across the bar and he's he's just kind of like oh watch this boys watch how i do it <laughs> yeah yeah and he's, he's little walk <laughs> like <laughs> yeah slicking back his hair looks into the just mirror and- down <laughs> just strutting down and then but, but um, david the, yeah what i was going to mention about the scene what i think is so interesting is that like we know and we find out more about will that he never sort of takes a chance takes these chances like this like he'll never sort of see someone and pursue them like that and we see mm. we see in in um, Chucky the opposite of that. He sees some girls that he's mm. interested in talking to, and he just goes, "Well, I want that. I want I want to speak with these girls." And so he just goes straight yeah. over to them. And ironically, one of the girls is the the girl that um, 
well, we're led to believe that um, that Will ends up being with, but he he loses in in the in the movie uh, because he couldn't commit because he was scared. Um, yeah, and I just thought that was really interesting. That sort of like you know juxtaposition in terms of like that impulsiveness versus that reserved nature, um, that self preservation, yeah. that avoidance of the possible possibility of pain in the future. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. continue. Like um, Chucky goes over to them. Yeah, Chucky goes over to them. That's a good point, though. I think it's our first introduction to um, some of the characters' flaws, but very subtle. Like it's built upon. Well, it's that's more like, of a retrospective a, analysis. Like you wouldn't be able to tell that at the time because Will just yeah, doesn't yeah. seem to see those girls. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chucky, Chucky goes over and then strikes a conversation. He kind of just goes in between the girls and he's just standing there. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn to him and, and then like look at him. And then, and then and he's, he's like, like oh, oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. And then it's like, and he goes over to Skylar, who's later becomes um, Will's, Will's girlfriend. And he's just like, oh, I think I saw you in class. And then he's like, what class was it? And he's like, oh, I think it was history. And then a douche Harvard guy walks in with like a man, not a man bun, but like a ponytail. And then basically flexes his intellectual muscle, basically like quoting yeah. um, different books and stuff like that. And then Will being a good homie and a good friend, like walks in and then just starts sparring with him with 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 their brains and then and then we'll, well basically hardly put them in his place. it's just an absolute massacre one way yeah we yeah, one way <laughs> massacre yeah. no no but the scene's really cool and fun and like it's a good intro to like the other characters that are going to be in it but what i really like one of my favorite scenes is um the scene that follows this after 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 this um this um slaughter um from will um, he gets Skylar's number, they get out yeah. and then as, they, as they're walking down the street, they walk past a deli or something and then the same douche guy is sitting down and Will knocks on the window and hey, he's you like, like apples? Hey, 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 you like apples? And then the guy looks over to his mate, looks back and he's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I got her number. He slaps the first, like the piece of paper that Skylar wrote the number. It's like, well, I got her number. How you like them apples? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> it's just like a ooh, yeah, like mic like, drop moment. Mic drop, yeah, moment. mic drop moment. No, uh, so good, yeah. so good. And uh, like to me, like I love that moment too. It cracks me up. But the thing that I love about the the moment in the bar is that like you see, and we talked about this last week as well. We talked about like the amazing feeling of watching people in their genius, like watching people in the absolute element. Mm. And at this point, yeah. like. He's like quoting things and he's just like, oh yeah, you just quoted. And he finishes the guy's quote and he's like, that's on page yeah. 17 of this. And I love it when he's just like, yeah, this, you're probably first year you're talking about this guy. And then second year you'll be talking about this guy and you're just regurgitating yeah, yeah, all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then he, he says like, um, oh, what's the line? He said, I can't remember what the dude says to him, but he's just like, but at least I won't be unoriginal. And like that's him showing like oh no yeah so so the douche is douche says to after Will's like um, oh yeah that's you know, right you're yeah. probably be gonna be teaching you're gonna end up teaching like some students or, or like you're gonna end up I'm not gonna be here I'm not gonna be like you and just come to bars to just to um, impress girls and then the guy the douche is like well you know. Oh, what does he say? He he's says, like, oh, I, like yeah. well, at least I'll have a degree. And and he's just like, and while, while you'll be, um, 
and, and he's you'll just like, and well, maybe maybe I'll be some, working at a yeah. desk, but you'll be serving my kids burgers at, at like Burger oh, King or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, well, yeah, maybe, but at least I'll be a, at least I'll be original, um, or at least I won't be unoriginal or something like that. And like you can see, like that wasn't like so, sort of the best comeback he could have come back with. But the point was, you could see how much that meant to him is like not mm. being fake, not being unoriginal, and ironically, like we find out as we go through this film that that's exactly mm. what he is being. Um, but yeah. it's, yeah, it, I, I just, I love that scene. And it's so clear. Like you're just like, whoa, this guy is whoa. so intelligent. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. And then as they're walking away, all those boys are just like, <laughs> and then like, um, what's his name? Chucky's like to, to mini driver's character. Um, what's her name yeah. again? Skylar. He's just like, my oh, boy's no, smart Chucky. or something it like was- that. The, oh the, yeah, no, it was his brother, um, uh, Casey Affleck's character. He was just like, he's like, my boy's wicked smart, <laughs> and then he just snaps his finger and just walks away. But yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, but yeah, the 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 chemistry between the characters in terms of like this is a homie group, and um, following um him him going, oh my boy's wicked smart. Skylar walks by. Uh, the scene cuts and then Skylar walks past and then it's like, hey, are you in, like, you're an idiot. And then it's like, I've been waiting on that side for 45 minutes just, and you still haven't come over to me. And then, and then she leaves her number. But like, even the interaction between um, Skylar and Will is like, really just, it kind of goes together. Mm. Like, it just falls perfectly. Like, unlike, um, what was the film that we reviewed with, um, uh, what's it called? Who were the characters? Um, well, it's not Will Ferrell. Who am what? I thinking? Um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And, oh yeah. Um, um t- uh, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, yeah. It's not awkward like that. Well, later we know that it's it's um not their first yeah, time. Yeah, but but meeting. it's like electric. Like <laughs> it's it's not like that weird nervous energy. It's electric like chemistry, and like you can yeah, tell that just, they're both super into each other, and then they're, they're not afraid to it, kind of show it or hint at it. Yeah. Um. And she she that, she comes over to him and she says, "You're yeah. like." She starts the conversation by saying, "You're an idiot." And he's just like, what? And he's just like, I've been sitting over there for half an hour or like two hours waiting for you to come over and, and speak to me. Like you're an idiot. Um. And basically, yeah, she gives him his number. Like she sort of comes on to him. And once again, he, he could have completely missed that. Like this mm. is him not committing. And luckily she comes to him and he ends up with this beautiful relationship. And yes, it has its holes as we'll find out. But she means so much to him. And he, he would have completely missed that if not for her having the balls that he doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Each everything that's introduced in like the first half the, half of the film that is later challenged to the main character is kind of pointed out to us, yeah, so that we can look at it in hindsight. But and it's it's yeah, not the it, sort of things that you pick up as you're watching it, but it's the sort of things that when you think back after you hear sort of the um, psychoanalysis that Robin Williams' character gives, Sean's Sean gives, mm. that's when you realize, ah, oh, yeah, he is doing all these things and like. He, Sean doesn't know about all these examples, but we've seen them. We've seen Will going through these processes. We've seen him not taking chances where he could pr- bring himself joy um, because he's avoiding the risk that is associated with that that leap of faith. Yeah. It's his, um, the way that Robin Williams' character um, 
puts it is just like or Sean puts it is like um, it's just his defense mechanism. Yeah. Like whenever there's something that's good that comes, like if, even when um, Will's talking about the relationships, like he's like, oh, like I'm when he's in therapy with Sean, he's like, oh, like I met this girl, she's perfect. I just don't want to ruin it mm, mm. for her. And then Will, um, Sean's character, uh, Sean um, challenges him by saying, or oh, is it is it her that's perfect right now or is it that you is it you that's perfect right yeah. now and i'm like ooh, yeah like and he, 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 he says puts his, yeah. he says he pushes people away before they get the chance to leave him it's a defense mechanism and for 20 years he's been alone because of that that's what he says to mm. um uh what's his name Gerald's. um yeah, yeah. Uh, jared lambo he says it to him um and lambo at that point is having none of it but he's absolutely right and this isn't will exactly pushing people away it's more him just holding people at a distance not bringing them in and at this point all he really cares about mm. is his three mates that that's it he doesn't care about anything else in the world other than his his three friends and also i guess he doesn't know for himself what he wants yet mm. i think mm. he's you can't say he's fully like content with where he's at it's just that he feels safe at yeah safe yeah. with what he has yeah yeah definitely but definitely yeah. but but let's move on um, Let, let's talk about some more moments because we've spent quite a bit of time on on that that scene let's start to talk about robin williams when he when, comes into yeah, it yeah. um and the relationship that they start to build between him and, and uh, matt, matt damon's character the first time they meet how about the first time they meet yeah or even like right well, before the first time they yeah meet. let's talk about when yeah. um jared lambeau meets meets up with um with sean for the first time because it's it's interesting like we we see um sean's teaching in a community college it's very clear from his attire and from the students that he's teaching that um, he's sort of he. It, it, there's a there's a big disparity between where he is and versus like Gerard Lambeau at MIT and the fact that Gerard is a professor and like um, Sean is just you know he's in pretty casual clothes. Um, he it's really there's a really funny line when when he's in um, he's talking about trust when when Lambo yeah, goes yeah, in and yeah. he's talking about trust is which is obviously really significant given that's like the main thing that he has to do mm, with mm. will um but yeah, like when he can tell that the, stu the students aren't really listening but what does he say he asked a question he said like no, why no, is yeah, trust so important that's a good and the kids just that, like yeah. there's one of the kids who puts up his hand and is just like because trust no trust no he doesn't life. put up his hand <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like a stark difference between where um, Sean, Robin Williams' character, is teaching compared to um, Gerald, Gerald, um, where it's like very prestigious, as you say. It's like very smart kids and then yeah. there's these kids that are just like zoning out. And Sean points out to the, like chooses that kid because he's kind of zoned out as well. <laughs> yeah, that scene was, that's the scene I was about to mention yeah, yeah. as well. It's so funny because the guy's just like, huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, trust is important because like trust is trust life. is life. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and he's like, "Wow, very deep <laughs> yeah, answer." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he he goes on and he can tell it's they're deep. not really listening. And he's just like he goes he says like a legit reason why trust is important. But then he also goes and it's also important because it it, it like gets you in your your therapy uh, it gets you in your patient's pants faster or something like that. And like some of them yeah. laugh and he was just like, "Yeah, now you're tuning in or something like that." But it's just. So, like, right, you would never have yeah. heard that at like sort of the illustrious university 
um, that mm-hmm. were universities that we're, we're dealing with as well in this film. But yeah, Lambo comes and visits him and they go out for dinner um, and they start talking about this guy and he's really reluctant to take, Sean is really reluctant to take on this, this added responsibility. He says he's really busy. He's got a lot on. And then Lambeau convinces him by talking about like his, his faith in will. And he, he compares him to Einstein, not for the, for the last time in this film, um, which obviously is a mm. incredibly high compliment, but he's talking about how this guy is incredibly unique and he is, he wants Sean to help break him open and help open him up. And meanwhile, like this is, um, we should mention the reason why he's gone to Sean is because he's tried to set it. So part of, uh, well, I guess we skipped out when, um, when Will obviously assaulted these guys that we mentioned earlier, he got put in prison, um, or he was sent to court and he got bailed out. And part of that, um, condition was that he had to see a therapist. Um, and, so he's going through all these therapists and they all just say, no, we're not dealing with him because he's so intelligent. He just sort of <laughs> finds out their weak spot hey, really cleverly. Yeah. And um, I love yeah. the one where he's he's doing the the um, imaginative, uh, imaginative recall type of therapy, um, the DBT style sort of like um, yeah, meditation. Like, where are you? Yeah, kind where, of thing. How old are you, and Sean? You can where see are he's you? like starting to laugh. <laughs> And then he just starts singing Afternoon Delight. <laughs> and he's like, the therapist is about to walk out and he's just like, what are you doing? Come on, dance with me, dance with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just makes a complete fool of the therapist or like just mocks them. Yeah, he, he, he makes a mockery of the, the whole process. And yeah. and he just he says like, I don't need therapy, you know? Um, and this is why we, we end up seeing Robin Williams. And so his first session with Robin Williams, he sits down and the same thing as he's done with all the other guys, he starts to sort of try and pick him apart. And to start off with Sean, Robin Williams' character, does a really good job of sort of deflecting all of his questions, showing that he's not getting to him at all. And then... Mm. He met his match, He man. finds Until, his weak spot. Yeah. Um, Will finds mm-hmm. his weak spot. He doesn't know why it's a weak spot. And he thinks he's so smart. He thinks he understands everything. And he he finds the painting that... um that uh sean has done and um he criticizes it from an artistic standpoint flexing his intellectual muscles as usual but then he starts trying to sort of psychoanalyze sean by the brush strokes and stuff and he he to be fair to him mm-hmm. he comes to a, a realization that it's something to do with his wife um although maybe this was completely wrong maybe this was painted before his wife died we don't know but um and then he says you married the wrong woman and you see, and then he, you see Robin Sean Williams, sort of yeah. try and sort of cool himself down, um, but he he says like, never talk about my wife that way again or something like that. And then like yeah. you think that sort of um, that Will has learned his lesson, and then he's just like, it is that, isn't it? You married the wrong woman, and Sean just bursts across the room, grabs him by the throat, presses him against the wall and like sort of threatens him and says, I can't remember what he says, but he's, he, no, yeah. So you, you said it early. So basically he's like, yeah, maybe you met the, um, you, maybe, maybe you, you met the wrong woman. And then he says, maybe you should watch your mouse, your mouth. Oh yeah, chief. that's right. That's right. And then, and then that's it, isn't it? Like, as you said, and then it's like, yeah, maybe what, 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 what happened? Like, did she leave you? What, did she bang, bang someone else? And then Robin Williams grabs him by the throat and then he says, 
Don't you ever disrespect my wife again, or I'm gonna, or I will end. Yeah, you. I will end you. And that's then, what he said. Yeah, yeah. And then Matt Damon's just like, "Time's up," which is which hap- like which is a cool thing, a、uh, like、cool repetition、yeah. that happens later on. And the second time it happens, Robin Williams says it, but I think that's on their third session, third time they meet or something like that. But yeah, it's a it's it's a really cool scene and a cool introduction to like Robin Williams interacting with Matt Damon's character, where it's like it feels like to me, even if like he found the weak spot, what made me like what kind of shows the audience that. He's not done yet. Is like as soon as Gerald Lambeau comes in, or like Sean,、uh, Stel, Stellan's、um, Skarsgård's、um, character comes in, he's just like, oh, Thursday, four p.m.、Mm. Like, make sure he's here.、Mm. Like, he I love that. He met his match. Yeah, yeah, he met his match, and, and it's he's made him even more willing determined. Willing to, yeah, 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 he's willing to like go through it with him, walk through the tough um, with um, Matt's character. So it's like. Yeah, that's what makes it so cool. Is that it goes from like him being very professional, level-headed,、um, just taking all the shots that、uh, Matt Damon's character Will is just throwing at him, until he finds that line and Matt crosses it so like sharply,、yeah. like he's just attacking him, and then he physically grabs him by the throat, and that's when it's like, oh, like shit, like. This guy, like, I shouldn't mess with this、mm. guy. And his posture changes completely the second time they meet. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still doesn't fully respect him, but he's actually no. The second time they meet, he's like no smoking or something. Or is that the third time?、Um, did, did you realize that? That's the second time. I think the second time is where. No, no, no. The、yeah. third time is where he doesn't speak at all. The second time is when they go to.、Um, Go out to the, the, park, the park, yeah, the yeah. Park bench but, but before we go、park. on to that, I just want to mention one、yeah. quick thing that I found really, really funny. This is one of my favorite、okay. like lines or like reactions in the film, <laughs> and it's in this therapy session. And like he's sort of、um, Will is trying to sort of bounce around and find little weak spots. And、um, oh yeah, he yeah, says yeah, like、yeah. he like Robin Williams' character Sean mentioned something about how he benches or he goes to the gym, and then and then Will's just like, oh yeah, how do you, how much you bench? And then, like Sean's, just like two fifty, and then <laughs> no two eighty five. Two eighty five. How much you bench? How much do you bench?、Yeah. And then Will's just like, and then he walks up, he pauses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He pauses and then he changes the and subject. I just, I found yeah, it yeah. so good. He just completely put him in his place. But you can see, like, he took no pride in that. It was just like him, sort of. He's he's sort of yeah. He, they're in the ring. They're doing the dance, you know.、Um, and I, yeah, I just yeah, find yeah. it really interesting. And so the next the next、mm. scene, time we see them together is when they go to the park. And this is when Robin Williams gives this fantastic speech about sort of calling out Will on all these things that he tried to talk about and said he knows about. And、um, like he he starts off by saying that like、um, like. I, I really thought about what you said to me about the other the other day about my painting.、I、stayed up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep, and I haven't thought about you since. Do you know what occurred to me? And Will says no, and he says, "You're just a kid. You don't have the fi- faintest idea about what you're talking about." And then he says, it goes on, and he says, "If I asked you about art, you'd probably give me the skinny on every art book that ever ever written. Michelangelo. You know a lot about him. Life's work, political aspirations, him and the Pope, sexual orientation, the whole works, right? But I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You've never actually、mm. stood there and looked up at that beautiful ceiling, seen that. If I asked you about women, 
you'd probably give me a syllabus of your favorites. You may have been late a few times, but you can't tell me what it feels like to wake up next to a woman, woman and feel truly happy. You're a tough kid. If I asked you about war, you'd no, probably throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends, but you've never really been near one. You never held your best friend's head in your lap and watched him gasp his last breath, looking at you for help. If I asked you about love, you'd probably quote me a sonnet. You never looked, but you never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable, known someone who can level you with her eyes, feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you, who could rescue you from the depths of hell, and you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel. To have that love for her be there forever, through anything, through cancer. And you wouldn't know about sleeping, sitting up in a hospital room for two months, holding her hand because the doctors couldn't see could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you. You don't know about real loss because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. I doubt, you, I doubt you've ever loved someone that much. I look at you. I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, mm. scared, shitless kid. But you're a genius, Will. No one denies that. No one could possibly understand the depths of you. But you presume to know everything about me because you saw a painting of mine and you ripped my fucking life apart. You're an orphan, right? Do you think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been? How you feel? Who you are because I read Oliver Twist? Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give a shit about all that. Because you know what? I can't learn anything from you that I can't read in some fucking book. Unless you want to talk about you. Who you are. And I'm fascinated. I'm in. But you don't know. But you don't want to do that, do you, sport? You're terrified of what you might say. Your move, yeah. chief. Bro. The, that scene gives me goosebumps every time. So good. Like, so well said and so well performed by Yeah, I mean, like, I just read it. Like, I can't even, like, begin to sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. put on what he like, does. even you, re- yeah, yeah. Even you just reading it puts me back into that yeah. scene. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, like, it's both. Because because it is the writing, mm. absolutely. It's the writing, but it's definitely mm. his his performance and his sort of... Execution yeah, it's just, it's just so yeah. so good. Um, but definitely, we should give credit to to the writing. Um, and uh, talk a little bit, and I'll find out who did the screenplay real quick. Yeah, um, I think in this scene we're kind of showing a lot about how much um, Robin Williams' character is just um, down to walk with him. I think he's um, hit his weakest point, or like hit was affected by um he was affected by Will's strongest words towards him, but he kinda just got back up and it's like you you think you're tough, you think you know you can just push away people with your intellect, but like, you know, that I don't care about that. I just wanna know you. I just wanna, you know, get get to know you and help you out. And I think when I first saw this film as like a teenager and all the themes and the meanings that this film portrays, I think it laid really heavy on me because mm. it talks about like um, identity and purpose and love and friendships and even like father figures and stuff like yeah. that. And it was everything that kind of really like Robin Williams' character basically becomes Will's like dad, like kind of like his dad yeah. or his like uncle that he never had and um yeah it's just a beautiful scene 
Did you see? Did you find the? Yeah, I actually forgot because um, I remember yeah. seeing this on the film. <laughs> but um, the writing credits, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote this together. So um, yeah, the, oh, wow. the, there was a screen supervisor as well because it probably got a really good looking over. So I want to give credit to her. Um, and that was where did you go? Catherine Buck. She was the the script supervisor. Good old Kathy. Um, so yeah, credit to them. Um, but yeah, wow, really, really good. And there was a lot of improv in this this film. It was quite obvious to me, um, especially in some scenes. Like you can tell because the laughing is so like eccentric. You can tell that they've just sort of dumped something on yeah. there, um, and like people laughing in lines maybe where they shouldn't be. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's so so. It, <laughs> like, a lot of um, it does come down to the skills of of the acting, but um. Yeah, the, the the screenplay is wonderful. Also, did you notice, I think after this scene, um, we see a bit after this, I think we see um, Will and Skylar's first date and they're at like yeah, yeah, some yeah, yeah. sort of- With the masks and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely improv. Did you notice? No, no, but did you notice that editing that, that was um, shown when the store owner walks in? to the scene and it's like oh you look lovely or something like that did you notice no, that scene? What, what was anything weird so if you watch back and like i caught it because like i was i as soon as the scene kind of started i was i saw the shopkeeper the old lady that was in the store and her mouth movement is is I think it's shaped like right, she actually ADR. said in the shot. Yeah, the ADR was off. So like the shot, she's saying like, how can like, do you need a hand with anything, honey? Or something right. like that. But then the audio is like kind of off. It sounds a bit yeah, off. Right. And, I, and then she's like, oh, you look lovely in that mask, yeah. honey. Or like something like that. And then, yeah, I thought you caught it as well. No, so no, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. It, but, but but you can tell from like um, Mini Driver's laughter when she's like putting on this, the disguises and stuff, you can tell she's just like, they're surprising each other. And like from um, from Matt Damon when he puts on the sailor's cap and uh, it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Um, but apparently that joke yeah. that... Um, the story, Robin the story, Williams. yeah, the story Robin Williams tells about his wife farting in the night um, when they had that that's, massive that's laughter. Apparently, that's right? fully improvised, yeah, 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 which is amazing. Like, because that is one of the funniest <laughs> moments, and not just because the story, like, the story is kind of funny, but it's really, it's really um, Will's reaction. Like, when he realizes that she woke herself up with her fart, and he's just like, yeah. She woke herself up. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Yeah, 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 Watching yeah. him react yeah. to that is brilliant. Um, and that's such a beautiful moment between them. And that's quite early on in terms of their bonding. And so it's it's really it's a really special moment. It's like they fully sort of like laughter is one of these things that can completely disarm you and it can completely just open you up. Um, and I, I, I yeah. think that that moment, like Robin Williams' character, um, Sean, makes massive progress in terms of like building yeah. a relationship with with um with will and he does so with a lot of with a lot of sharing and it was quite amusing because um after the movie um we finished amelia and i were talking about because like i got quite emotional at certain stages because it is very emotional but there's also some things that really struck quite close to home for me and um Mm. and we were talking about them and, and part of it was sort of the the therapy aspect and how beautiful that process was. And that really was just so, so touching to me how beautiful that was. And Amelia was just like, yeah, but it's incredibly unethical. Like a, a therapist should never divulge that much information about themselves. And I'm just like, yeah, but come on, like mm. 
Mm. It's more of a like life coach role that he takes up. It's more of a like building that relationship. And in fact, um, what's his name? Uh, Lambeau says to him that he wants him to open him up. He wants him to to sort of get through to him. And so in that regard, like mm. the, the counseling is kind of coming secondary. It's really just sort of getting through to this guy and being sort of a mediator for Lambo. Like basically Lambo is using this therapy in terms of trying to, he doesn't see it as manipulation, but we come to see it is a little bit of manipulation because he's trying to get him to live the life that Lambo wishes he could have lived. But maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit there. Um, I don't know yeah. if there's anything that really jumped out to you in terms of their relationship before we sort of start talking about where their relationship ends up um, between Sean and Will. I mean, um, just to comment on what you were saying just um, at the start of it is that, you know, I think that's like the development of their uh, relationship. Like it's it's basically what uh, Robin Williams was talking about when he was first kind of introduced in the classroom. It's like that it's him building the trust yeah. with Will. And like Will slowly starting to trust him like opens up with that airplane joke, which um, Robin Williams uses later at the bar. But um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I think yeah, it's just so human, the human yeah, aspects absolutely. of Will, um, Robin, uh, Matt Damon just be getting uh, caught off guard with uh, Robin Williams slick. My wife used to fight in her sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right, right after well, it, following It's when the he's talking about joke. the imperfections in, in everyone. And he says... Um, Oh, what does he say? Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. Uh, people, th- says people the call these things imperfections, people, but they're yeah. not. That's the good uh, stuff. They're the that's what he yeah, says. Um, and like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's when he starts talking about like, this is a so-called imperfection, <laughs> like that his wife used to fart in his sleep, but it's not like, it's so heartwarming. Like it's something so sort of seemingly yeah. trivial, but so beautiful at the same time. And like when he says that, <laughs> he tell her that it was him because he didn't have the heart to tell her that she'd woken herself yeah, up. Yeah. With it. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> um, and just really beautiful as well. Like forget, forget their relationship for a second. I just found it so beautiful to see Sean having such happiness over his relationship as well. Cause he, he'd only lost his wife two years ago in this film. And that's not that long mm. ago, especially given she'd had cancer for six years. Um, and so, mm. I just think it just seeing that and seeing him and, and he does it multiple times. And like, he says things like I wouldn't give up a day of like her in, in surgery because like every day with her was a gift or something like that. And just seeing Mm. the amount of happiness and the lack of regrets that he has about the whole situation is just so beautiful. And I, I, I'm sure that people who've experienced um, similar grief could relate or take some kind of solace from that, some kind of comfort from from seeing that, even though obviously it's not real, it's a representation of real life grief. Um, and Robin Williams, as we know, is is not someone who was devoid of suffering himself. Um, and and th- there's a scene where actually it's after the first session, and we see him at home, and he's drinking, and he's in his he's in his house, and there's sort of like dishes all over the place, and it's a bit of a mess. And I got to admit, yeah, when I watched that scene, I couldn't help but think about. The, the real man, Robin Williams, and what ended up happening with him. And I looked at that house and I just thought, that's the house of a depressed mm. man. And just the look in his face, that utter seriousness that you very rarely see with him. You know, when we see him in stuff like Jumanji or, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, stuff where it's just so over the yeah. top, it's crazy. Um, and 
we just see his humanity in this film and and we know that it's not too far from the truth at sometimes um and yeah so i think probably just take a small moment here just to to say r.i.p to robin williams and this film for me like before i watched i remember watching this and when i finished it i was just like huh i get it now i get why people were Mm. so distraught when this guy left obviously obviously it'd be a tragedy no matter his ability or anything like every life lost to to suicide is is a like unspeakable tragedy but after watching this film i really got why he had touched so many people I really got it for the first time and rewatching this. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it, it did sort of hit me there a little bit. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, so it's been some time now since he, he passed, but, um, yeah, RIP Robin, I hope you're doing better up there. Um, yeah, you'll, you're missed. Mm. RIP Robin Williams. Well said, Maggie. Well said. Um, yeah, but just going back to the film also, I think um, one of the things that we see from Rowan Williams' character, um, I know we're going to touch on like how their relationship ends up, but um, he's he challenges Will each time they meet up because mm. the character of Sean is very, he's a seasoned vet in life almost. Mm compared to what Will is in his 20s. Like, he's 20 years old, and by the end of the film, he's 21. Um, and he just... He has this resolve and conviction to what the decisions he made and the decisions he made and having no regrets about it. And he puts it as, like, putting the cards on the table, laying the cards on the table, and that's what I've done. And, you know, there's, there's not a day that I have regretted spending it with my wife, mm. Um, my old my ex or well, my wife who's passed and the decisions he's made like even career paths which mm. is later explored about the character but this life coach as you say that moment each time they interact and he's challenged and he's kind of Will's kind of put in his place for the first time in his life like he, and he he sees that Sean's not someone he can just shoved down with his um, well, he can't fool him intellect he can't fool him yeah yeah, um, yeah you can't fool and him one, like, of, one of the lines that, like, that he says is you have a bullshit answer for mm. everything he says that to him yeah um, yeah yeah like he just he just calls him out on everything mm. that he's doing and who has no answer to those things like that, that's um, i mean that's what we see scenes, in, that, in that second therapy session where they go to the park like it's it's astounding yeah. that like he has a few lines at the start, but once Robin Williams Which starts is this his scene. yeah yeah <laughs> there you go. Once Robin Williams yeah. starts his monologue, like Will has nothing, and and you you see him staring straight ahead as if he's trying to ignore it. But towards the end, you see his eyes sort of darting around a little bit as he knows he's being seen. Like he's being seen through his BS, through all that facade. He is being seen, and he feels so mm. uncomfortable. He's squirming in it, and he knows that that this guy can see through it all, um, which for me makes it really interesting that he returns after that. Cause you'd, you'd, you'd think mm. that someone like that, who's hiding his whole life would, would run from that. But I guess he doesn't really have a choice if he doesn't want to go back to prison. That's the thing. Um, yeah. and so the reason why he keeps pushing away these therapists is so that he is the one who's in control, but now he knows he's not in control. Um, but yeah, mm. I just thought that was really 
really interesting, like that decision to come back. But I suppose, yeah, he kind of has to, otherwise he's going to jail. Yeah. And then in the second half of the film, I think what we kind of um, see more and more is that every single significant side character or character that's um, important to Will, um, Will Hunting, is starts to challenge Will in the places that he needs to be challenged, whether it be the career path or like making a decision or taking a leap of faith. I think from Chucky to Skylar to Sean to Gerald Lambeau, like each each character kind of tackles Will's weakness mm. or like the thing that he needs to confront. And each of them are the first to kind of take the step forward and challenge mm. it to Will. And Will's like kind of avoiding it or being like, you know, like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, with the with the scene with Chucky, oh man, his best. So, mate. so let, let's let's talk about that. But first of all, we need to rewind yeah. a little bit to set up the context for that. But I that is True. one of my favorite yeah. favorite scenes. And and I think just going off what you yeah. were saying, David, I think the reason why it strikes mm. him so much is I actually genuinely think he doesn't realize that so many people in his life have a problem with the way he's living. I don't think he realizes it. I think it's I yeah. think he thinks it's just to like people who are trying to use him or push him into things he doesn't mm. want to do. But when he finds out people want him to be better for himself, yeah. that's when he's just yeah. like, oh. But but let's rewind a bit. So obviously um, part of this, this contract, this deal that he has with Lambeau is that not only does he have to go to counseling, but he also is working with Lambeau on all these ridiculously complex mathematical equations, which mm-hmm. that, oh my God. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're getting to the point where Lambeau, he really wants to sort of, um, launch Will into a, a career. And so he's setting him up with all these job interviews. Um, and so the first one, actually, he sends Chucky to the interview himself and Chucky <laughs> pretends Bro, that, that he's Will. That seems hilarious. Um, and so he's just like... <laughs> He's just like, they're like, we've already offered you a job. Like, what What more do you want from us? And he's just like, retainer, retainer. And then he says, he says, allegedly, your situation for you would be concurrently improved if I had $200 in my back pocket right now. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, and, and then one of the guys at the desk who's like interviewing um, the character that, well, like they think it's Will Hunting, but Chucky's in his place. It's basically like, so are you asking for cash right now? <laughs> and he's just like, hey, hey, and he's like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm not, I didn't say that. That's your words, your not words mine. Not my, and then, <laughs> and then they, it's just like they start pulling out their wallets. And, and he gets there, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, what does he say? He's just like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm very disappointed. Like your reputation, it may be big here, but. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, yeah, it's really good. And so we, we find out that Will is avoiding all these these meetings. And um, then uh, then Lambeau finds out that he's been doing this and he confronts him in his office. And like, this is just after they've, they've proofed, like Will's gone home and proofed something for him. And he's just like, oh, I don't think this is right. And Will's just like, it's right, it's right, whatever. And then he literally, he grabs the thing off him and like after they've they sort of blown up at each other a bit because he doesn't want any of these jobs or that's what he says. He doesn't want to do any of these things. And he starts burning the the the, the proof. And actually just before that, he says, like, I, you don't appreciate like how easy this is for me. Like this is like so, so easy for me. And like Lambeau yeah. is just looking at him like Lambeau works his ass off for this, this life, right? This 
this science, this maths, and Will has everything that he wants intellectually and wishes he had. Mm. And he's just seeing Will just not use it, not utilize this. And Lambeau is just like, you are basically everything I want you to be. And he actually says to him at the end, he says like, I wish that I never met you because then I could sleep at night because he's obviously been made to feel, oh yeah, he says, because then I wouldn't know that there are people like you out there and I'd be able to sleep at night. And he's obviously just made to feel so mm. inadequate by this this kid who doesn't try, he doesn't study or anything and he just can do it just like that. Yeah. And he talks a yeah. bit to- A scene. Yeah. A scene that um, kind of explains yeah, go, go. how I was just about to say the that. character works is- um, um, Skylar and uh, Will's interaction at like a outdoor cafe or something, mm. and he, um, she she asks him like how how does your mind work or like how do you do all this like do you have photo no she asks mm. do you have photographic memory because for me I've studied my ass off and like I still don't get it I need to try really hard and that's what normal people do and then. Will explains it by saying, um, do you play the piano? And then he says, just like how Beethoven or Mozart can make amazing music and it just the piano just makes mm. sense to them. For me, I can't play music or play sports really well, but for me, these type of equations or like just into like using my brain in this way it just makes sense yeah. to me like i can just do it and yeah that's basically and it, it, it's, it's proved by that at that point where they are going through him and yeah. lambo are going through one of these these proofs that he's done and lambo is like oh yeah you used blah 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 as equation or whatever and he's just like sure mm. like if that's what you call it like he doesn't he doesn't know the theory behind this stuff he can just do it practically um he can just work mm. these things out and um yeah, it's like it, it is outstanding that part of the film, which is like his just vast intellect is just so, so impressive at the same time. Um, but yes, he, mm. he's getting all these job interviews and um, he he goes to work the next day with with Chucky and Chucky asks him about like, he starts off by asking him about um, Skylar and he tells, oh, we should probably talk about that as well. Sorry, I keep realizing we're jumping past these big moments. So Skylar... Um, Skylar is with uh, with Will and they're at her place and she says that she's she's about to go to California, which is where she's going to be um, studying, I think, a postgrad or maybe she's gotten a job there yeah. or something. I can't remember. She's been going to med school and yeah. then she basically like wakes him up or like, oh, are you asleep? And then and he's just, just goes, like, like, yes, <laughs> go to go, go to LA with me. And then I guess like her being vulnerable with what she wants and like being super open and yeah, direct about yeah. how she so feels. Fascinating. He's just like, how do you um, know? How puts, do you know that you want me puts, to come? Yeah, yeah. Puts him in his defense mode where he just starts to. But you see, you see what goes on in every his head. single negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single negative outcome. Oh um, yeah. How Sean's Robin Williams character puts it is he lists out and he looks at every single negative aspect of, um, about a thing 10 miles down mm. the road and yeah that's what he does he gets into this cocoon state where he just challenge like he's just deflecting everything Skylar says even to the point where Skylar's like yeah the end of the scene is just her saying I love you I love you I love you and then Matt Damon is just like I don't love mm. you and he just walks out but, but you see so you like, see his thinking pattern when mm. when he's saying to her like how do you know that this is what you want and she is just like mm. someone who's more healthy in terms of the way she thinks about these things is just like i don't know like i just 
that's what I want. Like I feel uh, it. It's what I yeah, feel. Yeah, it's what I yeah, feel. What and I feel. so she's just like trusting it. And he's just like, but what if like you, you find out something about me that you didn't want and then I'm stuck out there in blah, blah, blah and this and that. And he's just like going through all these possibilities like that haven't happened and probably wouldn't happen if he was only honest with her. And yeah, like they, they're going to through all these things and then like she's like, why are you lying to me? Why are you lying? Because she's like, why, why don't you want to come? And he's just like, well, I, you know, I live here. He's like two reasons. First of all, I live here. No, first of all, I work here. And second of all, I live here. <laughs> and it's just like, it's yeah. so clearly just like a bunch of crap. And she's just like, why are you mm. lying to me? And he's just like, what do you mean? I don't lie to you. And she's just like, oh yeah, what about your 12 brothers? And then when she says that, that's when he just like loses it. And he's just like, what do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you I'm adopted? You want me to tell you that like I was beaten by my dad and he put cigarettes, like my stepfather, mm, my fo there, foster like, father put yeah. cigarettes out on me. And she's just like, you can see the shock and the emotion. And she is fantastic. Mini driver in this scene. Oh my gosh, she is brilliant. She's so, 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 mm. so good. And you can see mm. her like, as, it, as she's hearing these things, she's just you can see her eyes and she's crying and she's just straight away. just like, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. And mm. he's just like, is this what you wanted to hear? And she's just like, no, I, I don't want to hear that, but I just want you to share with me. And he's like inconsolable at this point and he just loses it. And like, he ends up like punching the wall and pushing her against it. And like, it seems almost for a second as if he's about to like physically assault her. And then she's, she's like, does the classic thing of just like, look, tell me if you can tell me you don't love me, then like you, uh, I will stop calling you or something like that. I'll stop talking to you, and you can tell. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was more like it was more like I don't want to like, you know. It's because I don't want to, you know, be separated from you. Like it's, it's so that I don't, I won't be forced in a situation that I can't call you. I don't call you. So if like it was basically mm. like if you tell me you don't love me, that's gonna destroy me or like break me. And then he basically just does it because I think not because he doesn't, e but because that's he, yeah, he sees yeah, that as the yeah. easier way out. Yeah, mm -mm. he sees that as the escape, and he just takes it. Which, yeah, I think there's heaps of regret and there's a lot of reflection. And then I think one of the scenes, like one of the things that kind of like show us that he is developed and finally kind of come out of his show is that a week has passed and after that's after that had passed is when um he has this conversation with chucky his best mate yeah yeah so we're yeah. back here finally which all of that was important <laughs> context but yeah so yeah. so chucky says like how are things going with skylar and he he um matt damon tells him he says like will says um yeah we we broke up and he doesn't really talk about it and he just sort of shrugs it off and then he, and then like uh, Chucky keeps asking questions because he clearly cares about the guy, and he's just like, "So what about these these job interviews? How are they going?" And then like Will thinks he, that this will be like an acceptable response. He thinks Chucky will want to hear this, and he's just like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this stuff. I don't want to be like sitting behind a desk and everything. I like, well, yeah, I haven't showed up to any of yeah. them or something like that." And Chucky's like pissed off. He's like really pissed off, and like. Um, Will's genuinely surprised about this and Chucky says and this is one of the best lines in the yeah. film he says don't take me the wrong way because I'm like I'm your best friend yeah. but 
if you're yeah because because will says to him he says what do you mean i want to grow up here in southie i want to like you know buy it we can buy houses next to each other we can raise kids and stuff and like 40 when we're 40 and and he says to him if you're here like when you're 40 i will fucking kill you <laughs> yeah yeah and and he he's <laughs> like straight up like i'll i'll kill you and that no that's not a it's not a if yeah. but that's a fact like i'll kill and you like, will is just like what he doesn't understand and then chucky says this amazing line he says you know what the best part of my day is for about 10 seconds yeah. when i pull up to the curb and when i get to your door because i think maybe i'll knock on the door and you won't be there no goodbye no yeah. see you later no nothing you just left it's like wow. i don't know much but i do know that and it's just like wow and he he says to him he said i would kill to have what you have and mm. i think anyone here anyone here that's yeah. working with us right now even then, oh what like, does he say would, he says like kill you you would be a, a like you would bring shame to us or something like that i can't remember what he says but like no it's like you don't like you don't like because Matt Dame, Will's like, everybody's saying like, I owe it to myself. And then he's like, no, you don't owe it to yourself. Yeah. You owe it to me. It's like, you owe it to me or like us. And then, yeah, that's when he starts saying like, I'll but But he you. says something about like, you, you were like, if you were still here in 40 years, like you would, something about like, you would bring shame to every single person here or something like that. Because they all know that you shouldn't be here. They all know that you should be somewhere else. Um and yeah. I think that's the one that really resonates with him um, to hear. And I, I think it's really beautiful at the same time, even though it's incredibly abrasive in the way that Chucky delivers it. But it just shows that like Chucky really cares about his mate. Like he wants to see Will yeah. fulfill his potential more than he wants to selfishly keep him around because they are best friends. Yeah. Right. But his mm -hmm. care for Will is more authentic than his selfish desire to always have his mate around. Because um, I'm sure like, Part of part of Chucky would love the idea of, you know, growing up, being old, like having kids and like kids being friends with each other with, with Will. But like he wants to see Will fulfill his potential. And I, I just think that that's really special. And, and I, I think you really feel the weight of beautiful, that man. at the end of the it's film beautiful. where he does rock up and you can see that smile on his face as he realizes that Will is gone. And that that's so heartwarming for me like that to see that mm. love for his friend that it's just like he's sad but at the same time he's so happy because he's just like yeah will you did it you finally left like you're finally going mm -hmm. to where you you need to be going um <laughs> and then, yeah and then just to like ease the the heartwarmingness like um Ben Affleck's brother, like he's smiling and he runs from yeah. the back seat to the front seat because he's like yes great. I can sit at the front now <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, oh yeah but every single scene that he has at the end, second half like the mm. last time he's mm. he's with those significant characters each scene just moves so powerfully like it's all so beautiful yeah, yeah. even like um after this one like we're getting the orders a bit yeah, rumbled yeah, yeah. up and jumbled up but after this one i guess he sees um robin williams yeah let's get into this for the Let, last let's time. get into let's talk to, about to this it. scene because yeah yeah no, you you go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say like this is the <laughs> scene, you know. This is probably the scene this is that the scene. if people are listening, they're being like, "Hurry up and get to this scene. This is the scene." Like we've yeah, already hinted yeah. at the at the start of the show. <laughs> so go ahead. Like let's basically yeah. basically Gerald Lambeau, who's like the guy who's given um, 
Will, this opportunity to meet Sean, but also kind of found him and then looked after him, got him out of prison on this, like, with this agreement of seeing him once a week to, to answer the math questions, but also see the therapist who he's prepared. And they're going, like, him, Lambo, and Sean are going back and forth about what's really the best for Will. Like what really is the best thing? Like, and Sean is like the hum humane, like the hum human side of like, let's do what the boy wants. Like we have to do what's best for him. Like he's a good boy. Like he's a, he's a good guy. Like we have to kind of lead him to that direction yeah. and give him that push. That's what he needs. And Lambo is like struggling with like, you know, oh, what he needs is to maximize his potential. And basically, like how you said it earlier, it's like he wants him to fill the shoes that he could never fill. Mm. Like he, he has the potential, the tools, the skills yeah. to um, reach higher, like like heights that um, Lambo could never yeah. reach. And, and you can see and how like you can, he, yeah. like Lambo in this scene is just so despicable and so unlikable because everything he's just making about him the whole time. And like, Every yeah. time like Robin Williams will say something about the boy, like he'll find a way to be like, oh, this is just you being jealous of me or like you want the award, just I'll, I'll bring it in for you. And it's just like, yeah, he's just yeah. so arrogant. It's not about your effing, yeah. it's not about your effing medal. Yeah. It's not about you. He, he's so arrogant. Like, and Sean just completely calls yeah. him out on it. It's just like, he calls him an arrogant yeah, prick. Yeah. And like, he, it's yeah. it's just really despicable. And what what's interesting is that that's when, Robin Williams does talk about like this guy, like he, he's terrified of abandonment. He leaves people before they leave him to stop him from getting hurt. And he said like, if you leave him over this, then you will just prove him right. And like, we'll be right back to square one. Um, and yeah. Or like, if you push him, if you push yeah, him yeah. now, he's never like, he's going to be like, he's going to be gone. Like he's yeah. not going to be able to be reached. So like he sees this, um, Matt Damon or Will Hunting's actually just outside the mm. door and listening to like the last few seconds of the conversation. And then he times his um, opening to kind of like approach and be like, oh, this is a bad time. I can come back. But then he's like, no, I was just leaving. And Lambo leaves the room. Well, because Lambo wanted gives us him to be there. That's why yeah, he was yeah. there in the first place because he was panicking that he hadn't rocked up to his appointment and that he thought that he was going to go have, have to go back to jail. So, um, yeah. yeah. And this was, this was yeah. right after they had a pretty confrontational session before, which is why he was late because they, they had had a sort of, he was, Robin Williams challenged him again in, in the previous session. And he said like, what do you want to do? Mm. Like, and he, he wouldn't answer. And eventually he's like, it's really funny, but it's, he's being a smart ass. He's just like, oh, I want to be a farmer. You know, I want, I want to. No, shepherd. A shepherd. shepherd. Yeah. I yeah, want yeah. to tend some sheep. Tend to some sheep. And he's just like, oh yeah, yeah you want to be a shepherd? Yeah. Get out. And he just like, yeah. he's just had enough. And it's interesting because instead of just getting out, like he's actually just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, we're not I done. we were friends. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. we still have 15 minutes. And he's like, if you're going to give me bullshit answers, then you can leave. Yeah. And then it's basically like, <laughs> even as he's laughing, uh, he's, even as he's leaving the room, like uh, Robert Williams is funny. Like, uh, I can't remember the last call. He walks out like, and he's just, shepherd, what the <laughs> no, he's basically like you're the shepherd, and then and oh then, yeah, that's yeah, right, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, let's let's continue. But, yeah, so, but, so obviously there's been a bit but, of, a, a bit of tension beforehand, um, but he he is back mm. for this for this session. It's not the last one, but it's it's the the most dramatic one for sure. Mm. Which is um, not as like dialogue heavy 
as all the other scenes, but it just starts off with like um, Robin Williams holding the file on mm. like um, Matt Damon's like history, and he's like, yeah, just sees like information, and then we 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 shown photos of um, Matt Damon's bruised body as a child, mm. and like stab wounds that he has at the his lower abdomen on the left side, and basically he opens up again. I think one thing that like the momentum of trust that continues to build between the two characters, one thing that's done beautifully, even though Amelia called it out, it's like, oh, this shouldn't be done in a professional setting <laughs> is that um, Sean opens up before yeah, yeah. or like he so, initiates so the Will, opening up. Yeah, yeah, Will says to him, he's, he's just like, have you have you had experience with this? And then um, and yeah. Sean's just like, yeah, I've, you know, I've seen it in several patients and stuff. And then Will's just like, no, no, no. Yeah. Do, do like, you have experience with this? And he's just like, oh, you mean personally? And yeah. then he's just like, yeah, I had a drunk stepfather or something like that. He'd come home, he'd come home late at night and I had to provoke him to stop him from beating up my sister and my mother. Um, and it's just like, holy crap. Like for people who are blessed enough to have not experienced anything like that, it's just so confronting to hear that kind of abuse Um and obviously this is a dramatic representation, but this stuff is real. And that's why it evokes such strong emotion mm. out of us because we know that these are real stories out there. Um, and there's a good chance that we've known people who have been through something like this and we don't even know about it. Um, and it's just just horrific. And then we we, yeah. we and get a bit of a back and forth between them. And Will says, yeah, like my, my, my foster father used to put down a belt and a wrench on the table and said, and say, pick which one. And then, and then like Sean's just like, well, you, you choose the belt and, and, um, Will's just like, no, I chose the wrench. And, and he was just like, why would you choose a wrench? And he's just like, because fuck him. That's why. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, like this is, wow. Like this is yeah heavy. This is real, this is like heavy real, scene, real man. trauma. And, and you're right, yeah. David, like he is, he is opening up, but it, it's in, it's in a, a factual way, you know, it's a matter of fact where it's just like, you're not talking about the emotion, you're talking about the the physical nature of it. And, and you're talking about like sort of in a relatable sense because, and, and maybe as you said, David, maybe he doesn't open up if Sean doesn't open up first. And it's almost like, it's I did kind of get this feeling like there's this Monty Python skit where... Um, Mm. there's these these bunch of guys and they're just they keep wanting up each other in terms of how bad their life was it starts off as just like uh, you know you know like oh like i got beaten the other day and it's just like oh you got beaten well i got like shot or something like this (laughs) and and then it ends up so ridiculous just like you had a house all i had was a cardboard box and it's just like you had a cardboard box all i had (laughs) and it just keeps going more and more ridiculous but like it almost felt like the way Will responds, it's almost like a one-up. It's just like, oh yeah, like my dad, my foster father put down a belt and a wrench and it's just like, mm. like not, not. I, I think, yeah, I think for me, I disagree on that. Mm. I feel like that's him opening up to share exactly what his thought process was. And like, he has that flashback of as, as Robin Williams is sharing and opening about his experience Will has like Matt Damon's character is like op- like recalling what he went through, and then he sees like for sure, his for sure. Dad I, I don't upstairs. I don't mean that the only motivation yeah. behind it was to one him up, but, but it I seems get, like that. I it, get it. I, yeah. I feel like there was that kind of 
that was part of it. <laughs> like that was part yeah. of what brought it brought it out of him. Not like fully, but just like an element, you know, like sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Part of him did yeah. want to kind of just like show like he'd been through more. Um but basically the yeah. full stop, like the 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 flood of emotions, like the yeah, the highlight of the scene of Robin Williams just saying, you know, I don't know your whole story. I don't know you like, but I just want to say it's not your fault. And like, it's just a repetition of those words mm-hmm. that, yeah. um, and Will's kind of just like, I just needed to, just, hear Will, to Will's kind of just brushing it off at first. Cause he doesn't yeah, realize he's, he's just like, yeah, I know. Like, like, I know. Yeah. He's like really soft at the start. I think he plays it so beautifully. Like the, yeah. they work really well together in the yeah, scenes yeah, yeah. that it's just like oh. the eye contact and like, um, or the Sean lack of eye contact w- at like times as well. Lack of eye contact yeah. at first. And then by the end, just like they're both really just face to face to each other and just looking at each other's eyes and like, um, yeah, Will, Matt Damon is just, he finally has his release. Mm. All those years of holding on to that emotional, uh, uh, baggage and that pain and the suffering that he went through yeah. by himself is just like and, and he's he, able he to grieve to him, and release it at he, that he, moment like just beforehand yeah. it's really interesting just before he breaks he says like yeah. don't fuck with me sean don't yeah. fuck with me and it's it's almost just like for a second he thinks like his defensive mechanism just kicks in for a second and he thinks yeah, yeah. are you trying to like are you trying to do something right now like are you and then that's when he really looks at him and I think he sees how genuine Sean is and he just yeah. breaks down and you just get the sense that this is the first time he's ever really like processed or not even processed, but allowed someone to share the burden mm. of this. Mm. And just the crying is just awful. Like in, it's just yeah. so. So heavy. Yeah. 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 It's, and and the, uh, this scene just uh, I think I could watch it a hundred times and it would still make me cry. Like I'm a bit of a sook when it comes to movies, but this scene far out. There's there's so many strands for me in this why it makes me so emotional. Um, but a big mm-hmm. part of it is definitely like that sort of that masculine side, like that mm. two men like sharing grief and sharing like their pain in the most beautiful yeah. vulnerable way and holding each other and holding each other up and there's just such a yeah. beauty to that and no one could watch that and say like either of them are weak or either of them are you know like anyone can see that there's such strength and beauty in that scene and it just really hits home to me and like just also not just that but from the from the boy's perspective, from um, Sean, uh, not Sean, um, Will's perspective, like seeing a kid who thinks he understands everything and is just really scared of the world and everything. Like, I feel like we've all got that scared little boy in us somewhere. And mm. some mm. of us, it's more um, uh, totalitarian than it is for others. Some of us, it really pulls our strings all the time. Like it does with Will's character. His heart is nuts, but there's this little boy in him that determines almost every decision he makes. And he, he's yeah. hard. He's a hard guy. But there's this little yeah. voice within him that really does determine how his life goes. And mm. it determined how his relationship almost ended up. It determined how his whole life almost ended up in terms of staying in Southie when he could be more than he, than he, than he could be. It determined how yeah. he pushed everyone away. Like it, it, it's, it determined how he almost mm. ended up in prison for the rest of his life because these decisions are made like from that little boy. Um, and I just... Yeah, it's just so, so beautiful, this scene. And like, yeah, 
the, the, it's one of those moments where it's just like, this makes the movie. Like the, the rest of the movie is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you had this scene mm. in a bad movie, it'd still be a great movie. <laughs> yeah. This would make up for the, just say, two hours of trash that's <laughs> before it or something. Yeah, just but absolutely beautiful, brilliant. Beautiful scene. Like, um, it's just like, yeah, from the from the the voice that and the tone that they use to like the Matt Damon's grip on his hug, mm. like how tight he mm. tightly he holds. And he's burying Robin his face Williams. in his yeah. shoulder, and yeah, yeah, like it's just so real. Like it just it felt like. They weren't acting, and we were actually mm. peeking into a mm. therapy session for a moment. And yeah, it's just magical. This scene, and I'd say the bench scene, are probably my two favorite yeah. scenes in the whole film. Yeah, I, I personally I prefer scene, him and just, Chucky. Yeah. I, I love that scene so much. And even oh, I'd wow. even put the scene yeah. of Chucky going to his house for the last time. I'd even put that above the bench scene. I love the bench scene too. Oh wow! But but yeah. the Chucky scenes, those two Chucky <laughs> scenes for me are just magical like that they're, they're so beautiful and it, it's it's more of the what's underwritten in them that's so mm. beautiful like everything in that bench scene is all on the table and and it is gorgeous and the the monologue is is great and it's been sampled so many times in other things little the bits about like love especially you always hear that in like little compilations of like you know i've, I've always heard those things around but um yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, just so many brilliant moments and just what a wonderful cast to bring together a beautiful story and just bring it completely to life and just make it feel so real. And apart from that fight scene, I don't find this movie dated at all. The only dated thing is, is <laughs> yeah, the yeah. visuals, but the, yeah. everything about it is so relevant today. Like there's nothing that's that doesn't feel like it could be in a in a neighborhood, like, you know, in a yeah. bit of a rundown neighborhood anywhere. Like this is just... Yeah so authentic some of the most like previous scenes are when they're just in the car as well the colors mm. and like the you just see the it's like a mid shot of just their faces looking out the window as they're cruising together and like just the to- the colors that they use to just show like them moving um back and forth from the city and like yeah just setting the setting the clothing the tire like the costumes yeah. i mean and like it's just Everything's just it just works well together, like perfectly. <laughs> Which makes me like really wonder like where I guess we're leading to it of like what do we rate the film? Mm. I can't remember if we used fives or tens last I time. Think I we think did we both. did both. Said ten. <laughs> oh, we did both. Okay. Um, do we? Let, let, let's like from now on. Let's just do it from ten. Let's make that a a thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep it consistent. Um, do you want to go first? Out of ten. Out of ten. See, the one thing that I always struggle with with these ratings is I can't help but in, like part of it is based on what was this movie trying to do? And in terms of what this film was trying to do, I think it achieved everything. Um, yeah. And it's really, really hard for me to find a flaw in this film, which makes me want to give it a 10 out of 10. But to yeah. do that would say that, that it's the perfect film and it's my favorite film of all time, which I don't feel confident in saying that. <laughs> so I don't know what could have made it a 10. Um but then for me, the dilemma is like, what? Yeah. Oh, I guess it's the same as you. I, I, I think I'm going to give this a, a 9.5. 9.5. Wow. We're gonna, we should start taking That's notes fair, of these, these ratings. So I'm going to give that a 9.5. David, 
What what you got? What what are you gonna go with? Well, I'm gonna go and say a confident ten out of ten. Wow, because <laughs> because I think, as you say, like I can't think of anything that's like bad about the film. And if there was anything that I thought that was bad, I think by the end of the film it kind of coats everything, like wonderfully. So like, yeah. I think it makes you think like how I, I think it makes me question and think about how I should deal with my own relationships mm. and emotions mm. and friendships and what true friendships look like or should be like, I guess. Mm. And like sometimes like like another le- like there's so many lessons in this film that I feel like could be so applicable to life. Absolutely. Like, uh, Absolutely. Like 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 Lambo's um you know, like form of showing love or care for the character of Will Hunting was kind of in Sean's perspective, manipulation. But at the same time, it's like, do I see myself kind of manipulating or kind of um, thinking what's best for a person in my own perspective? And am I wrong in those cases? And like, I don't know, it makes me think a lot about how I should deal with my relationships well i I think what's interesting about the lambo relationship is you can see it a lot in in um like examples of bad parenting where sometimes a parent will try and live through their kid and that's Mm. what that's what he's doing and so i wouldn't i wouldn't confidently say like i think you've given him more credit than i would give him you you've said that's his way of loving him i don't think so i don't think he does love him necessarily like he says to him i wish i never met you i really do think that I don't think he's sure. a fully bad guy, but I think when it came to Will, he just got so caught up in Will's potential and how he wanted to, like, Will lived the life that he, well, Will had the potential to live the life that he wanted. And I think there was a jealousy mm. and a self-absorption Envy, in that yeah. relationship um, because we see a truer side and a more pure side to him at the end where him and Sean kind of resolve, or not resolve, but they they come together and they sort of forgive each other and they they go out for a drink and it's a nice happy ending between those two as well um even if it's not perfect because sean says like oh like i'll buy you a drink at the next reunion and then like lambo's just like the drinks are free and he's just like i i was i was being ironical (laughs) ironical but i think that's just meant to be like some sort of inside joke between the two characters well i think it's because ironical isn't a word so that they just laughed because they're professors they're both extremely intelligent and so for them that's a little smart joke uh, ironical yeah. it's not really a word and <laughs> 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 yeah. also just like, if we're mentioning funny scenes even um will and um sean's last scene where it's like all right that's it time's up oh it's yeah like, yep you're free and then it, they hug and then it's like does this um break our um therapist and <laughs> client if like patient, patient relationship and it's like uh, i'm not a, yeah it's all good unless you like touch my butt and yeah. then they just laugh <laughs> off and such like so good little um subtle comic moments like comical moments which like yeah i also just, i also yeah. didn't realize and i don't know whether this was the original first use of this line or whether this was a reference to it as well but i didn't realize yeah. that this is the movie that that gave us the son of a bitch he stole my line like that line yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't know yeah, whether yeah, this yeah. is a reference to that or whether this is the first time it was oh. mentioned but but that that line has been reused heaps it's like one of those you know funny lines that that people tout out it's like a fra- catchphrase at this point 
Um, but yeah, 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 he says that at, right at the end <laughs> when he when in the letter, he's like, I'm going to go see about a girl. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is really, really nice way. And so everyone sort of has somewhat of a happy ending, which is, but it doesn't feel kind of like fairy tale. It feels because things haven't been resolved, I guess. Like, um, yeah, no one, no one has like a like, completed story, but they all like are heading in the right direction. Like Lambo, he doesn't get the, you think that, um, that he's finally gotten his kid in the job, but he ends up leaving. Um, yeah. Sean is going on kind of like a self-discovery to try and sort of get back in the world. Like, um, like Will was trying to convince him that he needed to do throughout the whole movie. Um, the boys now are one man down and they're going about their usual sort of shenanigans um, yeah. without their, their friend. And Will is now going chasing after this girl, but we don't know whether like how that's going to turn out. We think it will be good because she does say on when they have a phone call, like a couple of weeks later, she does say that she loves him still. And she would say that to him. And so that shows that she was hoping that he'd say it back and there'd be some kind of resolution. So she, clearly she hasn't fully given up on him quite yet. So maybe, you know, we can be hopeful for Will and, and, um, and Skylar that, you know, things will end up well, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a positive finish to a film without making it feel really corny and um, sort of, yeah, like Disney-ish. Yeah. It's a great ending, man. Like, even the ending, I'm, I think it's just great. Like, mm. like, yeah, not much more to say. <laughs> nope, nope. Thank you guys um, for, think, for joining. Um, sorry, David, yeah. did you have one more thing to say? Yeah, like I think if you guys haven't seen the film yet and you yeah. just heard or like listen to us speak for like an hour and a bit now um definitely go check it out i'd say with confidence just because i don't think if i compare it to many films that i've seen in the past few years uh, and now coming back to it i can with confidence say this is my favorite film so wow go check okay. it out go check it out yeah Awesome, awesome. You well, rated? you you heard it here first, guys. David's favorite film until we review, <laughs> I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey or something like that. But until oh, then, yeah. then um, I might change. Thank you guys so much for for tuning in and for staying tuned in. Um, I hope you enjoyed our review of Goodwill Hunting, a film brought mm-hmm. to you by Gus Van Sant, starring Matt Damon as Will Hunting, Ben Affleck as Chucky, Robin Williams as Sean, Minnie Driver as Skylar, and Stellan Skarsberg as Jared Lambeau. <laughs> We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.